we What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so it's, yeah. My favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. I'm so glad we back, man. We are back. Sorry, we took a little hiatus. I mean, a small one. We went on a our week. honeymoon. We did. We finally went on our honeymoon yes. after two years of yes. waiting. Yes, indeed. And then I got back and I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was the water in Mexico. As uh, Yes, yes. As they say, um, do not drink the water in Mexico. And that is not a slide at Mexico. Everybody knows that. They did a fantastic job of providing bottled water and everything that we needed. So this is not a slide at them. We had a fantastic time. Um, I just was an idiot one day and was not really paying attention to what I was consuming because that's what happens when you're on vacation, <laughs> you know, and not used to uh, certain things. So for most of the time, I was great. And then I think I think Friday, um, I was like eating ice and other things that I should not have been. And yeah, it got me. But I'm back now and we are yes, good. So good. thank you all for um a couple of things. First and foremost, one, if you are a new listener here or a new viewer or whatever, um, we are a, a podcast about movies, TV shows and um, documentaries. But really, we're a community of binge watchers who like talking about what we watch and then, you know, how they apply to real life. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like that, you have found your herd. And if you're you've been here for a while, welcome back. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for making our uh, Stranger Things episode one of our most listened episodes. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. I kind of was though. I okay, it was good because it was a good episode. It was a good episode. We knew like when we were recording, when we got done, Katie was like, "Oh, this is this is a special one." Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is this when I go back? I'm not like a stickler for numbers, in in the sense that like we do this, we know why we do it. Mm-hmm. We love this. We love interacting with you all. So at the end of the day, if we get thirty listens an episode or a, a two thousand listens an episode. It doesn't matter. Our passion is the same. So I'm not ever looking at numbers like, oh, gosh. Right. We only had this. We got to get more. But it's cool to see growth. Yes. And I enjoy that. It's like it's cool to see that we are reaching other people who are willing to spend their time with us. And that's like our life goal is to somehow connect with people and hopefully bring joy into their life. So yeah, um, thank you all for listening to that episode and, and boosting it high. Absolutely. And I also have a story for you. I haven't told you yet. Uh-oh. Um. Our Be Happy, or the Happy episode yes. over the the Happy documentary yesterday at work, my boss put in the Teams chat. So Thursday, she came into the office, mm-hmm. um, and on her way home, she listened to that episode. And so yesterday, she put in Teams. She asks us a question every Friday, like question of the week or whatever. And she said, I listened to this episode on my way home, and it inspired me. So everybody list out five things that made them happy this week. Oh, that's awesome. And so everybody on my team listed out five things that made that's them happy awesome. that week. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. That, see, that's the stuff I'm talking about. But you know what else is like, I feel like I had to think on it too much. And I was like, dang, I need to start able at to the end yeah. of every day, not even the week, just every day. List out like gratitude, just list yeah. out five things that I'm that made me happy because it's so easy to be like, this guy cut me off in traffic today. Right, yeah. And like now that's going to stick with me all day when that guy might have 
cut me off in traffic, but somebody held the door for me. Somebody right. had the, held the elevator. You had a snack somebody that wasn't supposed to be yeah. there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever the case may be. Like, I think that every day we just need to practice. Mm. What made you happy today? Well, shout Five out to things. your boss. And that's, I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah, for real it is. And But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the point is that um, it's great to have so many listeners, but that's that's what we want to get out of the community. It's like impact. Is, yes. It's like, are you, are you engaging with what we're saying in a way, or is it engageful enough that you want to continue to share that as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's cool. And, and the, and the thought of, this is why it's so powerful, at least to me, I'm such a nerd and I love entertainment and stuff like that. And so here's how I kind of look at it. Like, of course you go to the movies, you watch Netflix or whatever you do and you know, you're entertained by it. But what I'm thinking of are the people, like somebody took this story, they created the story or took a story and molded it for your entertainment. Mm -hmm. Right. But no story ever was ever created without some sort of lesson. Right. So there's always something in there. Something behind it. There's always something in there because mm-hmm. a human wrote it, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's always, even with Nope, we're going to go see Nope today. So excited. But I'm sure there will be, there's something in whatever movie that you are watching mm-hmm. that you could take away and be like, damn, somebody wrote this. And it's kind of like a sermon in a way. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> I guess you could say or a lecture or whatever. So no, that's, that's, true. that's exciting. And that's why we do what we do. So if you um, can... Please, um, if you support us at all, go ahead and drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Um, share some kind words or just honest words. Rate, you know? review, subscribe. Yeah, that's what they say, right? <laughs> um, if you want to be a member of the fourth wall, what is the fourth wall? The fourth wall is our, um, I don't even want to call it a fan club. It's our community. Um, you are a member technically of the fourth wall, specifically if you listen to the show. But if you want more, you're like, I need more. I need earlier episodes. I need merch. I need access to other people who are listening to have these conversations. And, you know, your boss put it in their group, but we're going to put it in Discord here uh, soon. And those are the type of conversations we'll have with, you know, the fourth wall. If you want to be a member of that, hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, And, um, you know, select whatever tier is great for you and... Yeah, we'll go with that. That's another way that you could support us. But yeah, mm-hmm. follow us on everything. Press next podcast. Um, but I'm happy that 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 happened for you. This episode, though, I'm kind of excited about it. Okay. You want to know why? Why? Because he's talking about money, 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 money. Listen, that uh, that lottery, y'all. Somebody <laughs> won. Somebody won. That lottery is one point two eight billion dollars lottery is high man i was just thinking i think i woke up this morning and i didn't say nothing to katie of course uh about it but katie said something too she immediately was like turn on the news i gotta see if somebody won that thing i needed to know somebody in illinois uh, won uh but like bruh that's a lot of money that could change your life right there that could, okay that could change a lot of things right that there. could change a lot of people's yeah. lives so okay so i believe so it was 1.28 billion and then the take home because of taxes of course which that's a lot of freaking taxes anyways the take home with taxes yeah. was like 727 million but that's the that's the that's the that's the get up you know what i'm saying for um for the government such a beautiful way of getting money such a beautiful way million dollars of getting money home. from your people we'll pull money together make you pay taxes on it so whoever wins anyway we're going to get a portion of that 
Yeah, even and, though it's like everybody buying the tickets. Right, and it's really not even our money because you the pot is what you paid for. Right. You know what I mean? I want to so, know. It's genius. Yeah. So I want to know the person that won, how many tickets did they buy? Right. Maybe That's what I would like to one. know. We I gotta mean, ask maybe. That question. We got to see. We got to see. But I don't know if we'll ever figure out who it is. That because I'm going into hiding facts that brought up um, a conversation or a thought in my head, a little light bulb. Ding, ding, ding. We should talk about this on the podcast because there are plenty of movies. But one of my favorite movies of all time is called Blank Check. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. Okay. Do you want to see the um, I need to you want to see the um, let me look it up real quick. No, I'm going to show you the um, trailer trailer. You want to see trailer? Yeah. All right. Come here. I'll watch this real quick. Let me, let me rewind it real quick. From Walt Disney Pictures, this morning, Preston Waters got something. Who's on my bike? Get that check to your dad. He'll know what to do with it. That's going to change his life. Bring check. Yeah! Now, he's buying more stuff. You have a house. Meeting more women. Oh, I've seen you watch this before. And stopping three That's trucks. That's a goat. I'm gonna get you, kid. From taking all of his money. Blank check. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspaper. It's a Disney movie. It is a Disney movie. You can find it on Disney Plus. I've Um, seen you watch that before, but I've like walked in on you watching it, but I've never watched it myself. I don't think. I don't know why I felt disgusting when you just said you walked in on me watching it. (laughs) What is is wrong? A Disney movie. (laughs) Yeah, like what is uh, that? Made me feel. uh, Oh my gosh! Stop! I walked in the room, and I was watching Blank Check. Yeah. All right. So. Let me just give you the little rundown of what it is real quick, and then we can talk about the rest of it. So you saw that. Um, it came out in 1994. It has people you probably don't know, but it does have Tone Loke, you know, the rapper, Funky Cold Medina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has him in it. It uh, was a successful box office movie. I say that because y'all got to stay away from the. This is what I'm learning, and I have learned for a while. It was The budget for the movie was $13 million. Ended up making $40 million oh my gosh. in box office. Now, this is $40 million, 1994. This is um, a lot of money. Yeah. So, Especially it, in 2022. Right. It got terrible reviews. I mean, I think it's like a nine on Rotten Tomatoes. A nine? A nine. Out of nine 100? Out of 100 <laughs> on Goodness. Rotten Tomatoes. But it is one of my favorite movies of all time. So that'll just let you know right there. But basically, the plot is... Uh, I'm going to read this word for word. This can get, no, I'm not going to read this word for word because this can be very long. But basically, mm-hmm. this 11 year old, um, you know, him and his dad and his family, they're like, they have money, mm-hmm. but his, they're, they're like really into like the entrepreneurial drive where they're, they all have to have like some sort of business. Like him, his brother's got this business. They got this, the dad's successful businessman. And so their, their family's just all about money, 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 but they really don't have like a lot of money. You know, it's about like, it's about drive. It's about power. We stay okay. hungry. We do- oh, my bad. Okay, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, but he, he, Preston, which is the kid, doesn't like the fact that like his parents lack money, you know, or yeah. that he lacks money. Um, and he ends up getting hit by um, a guy. He's on riding his bike. He gets hit by a guy on, a, on the thing. But the guy's a criminal. So instead of the guy... um. You know, like checking on him, making sure he goes to the hospital, calling the police or whatever. He just writes him a check thinking that he'll just buy him a new bike and then he won't call the cops and then there won't be no smoke and then right. whatever. But he forgets. To, he signs the check. He, for, he forgets to put a amount on An it. An amount. So he gets a blank check. So it's him. Hence he's the like, name. You're right. Exactly. 
So to him, he just hit the lotto. You right. know what I'm saying? And he goes and essentially writes this blank check for like a million dollars or whatever. Yeah, because like this is probably back before fraud prevention and right, stuff where like you could just thing. write hot checks. Exactly. So essentially, the yeah, that's what he did was he, you know, committed fraud and he wrote this huge check and he goes by a different name. He calls himself Macintosh and oh, he wow. talks behind a computer. The kid does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So every, every deal he's doing. He's using like voice uh, Macintosh, activated things. like the computer. Exactly. He saw the computer and he was like, yeah. I'm going to go by Macintosh. So everybody in the town who was like, like, yo, I heard there's a new like rich person in town who just bought this uh, mansion. Da, da, da. What's his name? Oh, his name is Macintosh. And then he, as a kid, he goes to meet these people. Of course, you know, you, you can't just deliver to an empty house. Right. So it's always him. And they're like, you know, it's kind of like the Phineas and Ferb. Aren't you too young for this? And they're like, yes. Yes, we are. Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. So it's like that. And he's like, where's Macintosh? He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like Macintosh's assistant. So you can just give it to me or whatever. Uh, and he's just living the life off of this blank check. And one of my favorite movies, you you all should go watch it. Um, it's on Disney Plus if you have Disney Plus, but it's 1994. So give it Older. a... Yeah, give it give a... Give us some grace. Yeah, goodness gracious. They're going to be like, what the hell? 1994. Some of you weren't even born then. I was not. <laughs> you were not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was. I watched it then. And I, I was still watching it today. Uh, but it, it got me thinking. You can watch that and the premise is still the same. It's basically what would you do with all of this money? You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you won the lotto, right, you're taking home a lot of money. I mean, technically it could be the lump sum, could be that, right? Uh, the 700 something million. That's what you said? Mm-hmm. I believe or, it was 727 million. That's crazy. That's crazy. Lump sum. So the question is, do you take the lump or do you take the installments? That's number one. Okay, my question is... If you take the installments, does it get taxed every year? So technically, the installments, um, no, I think it still gets taxed. Uh, well, it might actually, but you get a percentage of it, an increasing percentage every year. So what you get in the beginning of years towards the end of the life of the installment, you get more. Mm-hmm. So like you wouldn't be getting, it's not like an even amount of installments. You start with like a less amount, and every year it increases by a certain percentage. Interesting. Percentage. Um, so that's that. I would assume because you get the full amount, you get taxed every year. Hmm. You just get taxed off fun to get the money. Yeah. I think I would take the lump sum. Okay. So I used to be an installments guy. Mm-hmm. I am 1,000% a lump sum guy now. I used to think that I would want installments too. Because I didn't know how to like keep my money. I need right. extra. But you can do okay, so okay, that was me. I was like, all right, let me just get the installments because I'm getting more money in the end. And then, you know, the government greedy, they're gonna take theirs off the top if they want the lump sum and I want money for the rest of my life. I'm gonna just get it installed and I don't have to worry about nothing, right? Right. That's that's what I used to think too. But now as I'm older and your boy has gotten a little bit wiser, I got one gray hair under my my chin, my chinny chin chin. One? That's all you see? Yeah, it's only one. Don't lie. It's only one hmm. gray hair. I look at my... Ch- y- y'all see how she just did me? Hmm. As a person who look at themselves every single day in the mirror, who does his own grooming... Mirror. In the mirror, <laughs> who does his own grooming, <laughs> you go try to tell me I got I more? I look at you every day. But you don't be looking at me critically like I do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got to do my... I got to straighten it out every once in a while. <laughs> I have a lot of gray hair. I'll be liking your gray hair. Anyway, off to a tangent. <laughs> the lump sum, to me, makes more sense. Because, one, the government, take what you need right now. I don't, stop coming in my pockets afterwards. Yeah. Take what you need right now. 
Give me the rest of my money. Yeah. And you're talking about $700 million plus dollars? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to round it to 700. I'm just going to like 700 flat. We'll talk about 700. $700 million, okay? That's what I'm taking home. When the government says, uh, I'm going to get mine, you can have yours, are you done? You take them on $700 million? Fam, give me that money right now. I'm going to dress up like uh, old buddy from um, Scream. I'm going to look like one of the purple poo. I've, okay, you I not finna know me. Yeah, I'm finna get the matter of fact. I might call them to go collect, and you never know which one I may be. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, we come as a, we coming as a team. Shout out to the purple poop. Uh, but I'm dressing up as one of, like one of them because you not finna know who I am. Yeah, that's number one. I'm getting that money. I'm getting lawyers, tax attorneys, all the other stuff first. But go ahead, put them on retainer. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just hit, hit the lotto. Here's the evidence. I need somebody. It can't be anybody. I'm going to the best people. I'm like, I'm out of money, so I can pay them. Right. Go ahead and lock this stuff up first. When I get the money, there needs to already be something in play. Because God forbid something happens to me. I'm like intentionally killed or some sort of accident. I just got the check and then flying back home, the plane crash. Mm-hmm. There needs to be action for my money if I'm not here. Immediately. Yeah. So that needs to happen first. Right, it's like all the other the pre-planned stuff has to happen first mm-hmm. before I even get the money. How the money is going to be trusted? How you know it's going to be in my estate? What it happens? Uh, shall I perish? All of that stuff goes first with the lump sum. So I can already imagine some of that's being paid for because of the tax attorneys and everybody else. And as the tax attorneys, at this point, seven hundred million dollars, whatever the fuck you ask for, bro, you can have. That's what I'm telling. I don't like, know because then they'll try to. No, 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 no. Like when I say. When I, cause that's gonna let me know if you real or not. That's true. If I say you can whatever you need, just take it, and you start saying some astronomical shit. I don't need that, bro. Well, and I think that that's what's tricky is that you want to get like a financial manager or like a like a a financial guide essentially, right. and then tax attorney and lawyer, all this stuff, and then. Like, who do you trust after that, you know? Right. And I think that because they're like... they could take... They could screw you over and you might not even know because you've never worked with that amount of money. 100%. That's the scary part. But here's what I do. Here's how I protect that. I'm not... The first thing they're going to try to do is make your money make more money. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's the thing. I don't need to... I have $700 million. Let's just be honest. I can live my life multiple times over on $700 million. Mm-hmm. The life that I want to live, not the the super duper rich flashy life. Right. If if you're buying a yacht and trying to take the yacht out every weekend, that money's going to run short. But even if you buy a yacht, those people are chartering it out and still making their money back. Kind of like. That's true. You know. That's true. Um, it's kind of like a little rental property. Or something, yeah, exactly. You know? Um, or a timeshare essentially, <laughs> but. Um, but I'm not, don't sell me on the, you need to put it in this indexing uh, uh, trust in this, in, you know what I mean? But see, I would want to talk to somebody who could tell me how to keep my money growing. Right. Because but I don't then you do could that set up generational wealth. For for sure. For sure. I'm not trying to have that conversation at the beginning. Okay. Because I think that's how people are going to get me. If, if I don't know that information, right? Mm-hmm. I have time. To still, I'm not. It's not like I'm gonna run out the out of the money. Right. I have time. Even if it was, imagine if you had put two million off the top, two hundred million off the top. Mm-hmm. 
you knew that you were going to try to make this money grow for the rest of generations, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You still have $500 million at the house. I cannot fathom $700 million. Like, I... I say that like, oh yeah, I know what I would do with that money. Seven hundred million. I will never. I will probably never see a million in my lifetime. So you've probably already seen a million. You got. You got to look at it more than just like liquidated cash. You got to look at it like assets and everything else. You've seen a million dollars. You know, but not seven hundred. But that asks the question: What would you do? You 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 win seven hundred million dollars. What do you do beyond the like the Tax stuff. So you got everything set up. Yeah. You're not going to get bamboozled, hoodwinked, yeah. ran, uh, led astray, run amok. <laughs> well, and I think that it's interesting because you have the people who are like, oh, I would continue to live my life, you know, how I do. I would just like pay some things off, yada, yada. But then you have the people that are like, I'm doing this, 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 and this. And there's like not really an in-between. But I feel like if I said, oh, I'm going to just pay my stuff off and like, buy a house, yada, yada. That's unrealistic too, because there's so much that you can do that it opens up a world that you didn't even know was possible. It's just true. Some, like some things we're not going to be able to answer until we have the money. Right. Right. But what I would like to do. Yeah. Tell me, let's, let's see. That's what what I would about. like to do is I just want a reliable vehicle with no payment. Okay. Debt free, completely debt free, which that's chump change. My debt, it's oh yeah, chump change for seven hundred million. Yeah, chump change. Um, so debt free. I would want to buy a house, maybe, maybe two houses, maybe, maybe a mountain house, like a travel home, and then I would like to do like a we spend six months one place and six months another. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Like a beach house and then a mountain house, <laughs> you know, yeah. with some land. Yeah, yeah. I would like both of those. Um, I would like probably I would obviously want to help out my closest people. Like I would want to pay off our parents loans and things like that, like home loans or land. My parents have a lot of land. Uh I would like to lock that in because then you could keep that for your generations, you know? So I would like to do that. Get some more land. Put your parents somewhere. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then what I, now you now you still have six hundred million left. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I would, I would want to. I don't know. It's like, what would you do? Like, what would be your dream job if you didn't have to, if money wasn't a thing? You know, a thousand percent. You would just be doing what you love. You would just be doing what you love. Yeah, you would and just I, be doing what you love. Yeah, and I don't quite know what that is. So, oh, I know exactly. Okay, so here we go. I get the money. Mm-hmm. I don't even tell you at first. I don't tell you at first. Because I don't trust nobody. I'm just joking. What I do is I go cry in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. I go act like I'm, you know, taking a number two. But really, I'm crying. Oh, my gosh. Tears of joy and everything else. Just letting out all the emotions so that I can have this conversation with you. Yeah. Okay. I take your phone. I put it in my pocket. You get mad at me. What the hell are you doing? Because you're being sketch right now. Because you would say something like that, right? You're being sus. You're, you're being so sus right now. You're being <laughs> sketch. And I say, don't worry about it. And I'll just reveal to you. We just hit the lotto. Our lives just changed. You get excited. I tell you to shut up. <laughs> okay, be quiet. Listen up. I don't know if I would get excited first. My first reaction would be like, 
Shut up, you're lying. Oh, of course. But then you would be lit and I would tell you, this can go nowhere. Okay? Because honestly, we're not going to be able to tell nobody for maybe like a month or two. Yeah. Like we can't quit our jobs. We can't do nothing. Everything still has to be normal for a month or two. Until we are certified that if somebody tries to take us out or we die, the 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 plan still rolls. Mm-hmm. When the plan rolls, then it's I do what I want to do. Yeah. And here's what I want to do. I'm debt free. You're debt free. Our parents are debt free. Um, the people that I love and that I would like to be rich with me are debt free. And they all get some sort of fee. Yeah. Not a fee or whatever. I'm giving everybody like $2 million. Okay. I say everybody. Two. Yeah, two is a nice number. Two is a nice <laughs> number. I mean, it could be one. It could be one. It could be two. Two is a nice number. The reason why I said two is because we have $700 million. Yeah. Okay. True. So two is a nice number, and there's probably only 20 to 30 people. Yeah. Right? So let's say it was 30 people. So that's $60 million. Yeah. That's not even $100 million. Right. So I'm giving $2 million after I didn't clear everybody's debts. And I'm assuming that with everybody's debts, that in itself is probably no more. That's not going to be more than $5 million. Right. Right? $10 million at the most. Not going to be more than five. And so we're at $65 million off top. And mm-hmm. all of my people are out of debt. And all of my people are millionaires now. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's just the beginning. Because because it's like, okay, well, if you're... Because something I would want to do is go to all of these places that I've never been and that have been on my list. And oh, like right, experience right. cultures that I've been wanting to experience. But I want my people to be able to do that with me. Exactly. Yeah. But that can be a whole nother thing. That can be a completely whole nother thing. Doesn't even have to be, um, you know, we can set that up in a way where we're almost getting paid for that. Yeah. But even with the, with the two million, you get to do anything. And, and for me, I think the two million is going to separate some people for us. It's going to show people who want to freeload off us, mm-hmm. who are grateful for us, and what you want to do with your money. Just don't ask me for more money. Yeah. I gave you $2 million. Some people, most people will never become a millionaire in their entire life. Right. They will see a million dollars pass through their hands. They'll never be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You have no debt in, a, in liquid $2 million. If you were already had money, right? Let's say you had, you know, you, and, uh, 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 you know your parents passed away and they, they passed you down some money, a nice chunk of change. So you already had generational wealth. You're even more wealthy. Don't ask me for no more money. Right. You got what you got and everybody got this. And that's up to you. Right. I cleaned your slate and gave you two. That's the thing. It's not that I gave you two and you had to pay off debt that this person didn't have. Mm -hmm. So the playing field. No, I cleaned your plate and gave you two. Everybody's at where they're at. So Mm -hmm. if you come to me later and are like, I can't believe you changed on me, that won't be a discussion I'll have. Right. I'll be like, bro, I love you for forever. You fucked this money up. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, like it is what it is. Um, but even when we're like traveling and stuff like that, when we want to do those travel things, okay, I got money, I can like pay for that. Then I would do, I would set aside a certain amount of money. This is probably like another hundred million dollars or whatever. That for from now until like maybe I'm ninety, I'm paying myself and you like, or I'm paying us two million dollars a year. So we have a salary of like a million dollars a year each. Yeah. Right. We can live off a million dollars a year each, just on the salary. We pay our bills and everything else. 
For sure. If we have any bills, the thing is we're going to buy a house, right? That's paid in cash. Mm-hmm. So we will just be paying property taxes and everything else. Right. But and then the bills. That's it. Which is not a lot of money. We, in in comparison to having that in a mortgage. Right. I also want to build a compound that I've been trying to build. I want to get some piece of land. Corey's dream is to have a compound. Oh my God. I want a compound so bad. Where it's just like a community of people that we love. It's me. It's you. It's the people that we love. It's our parents. And not like that we have, our parents have like the little honeymoon suite or whatever. Not honeymoon suite, but uh, grandparents suite in the backyard or whatever. No. They can have their house that they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but also, this isn't like a neighborhood. We don't need to be next door neighbors. Yes, we like, don't. But that's how much down land the road. we'll have. <laughs> that's how much land we'll have. But we can just drive an ATV to your house. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe we have like a in the middle. I'm thinking it's kind of like a circle community, but it's like long enough to where we have long drive ups mm-hmm. that we're not like next door neighbors. And in the middle, we have like community things. Right. Like there's like a community pool, or like a little water park, or whatever it may be in the middle where the kids can go and. We can meet up there. There's, mm-hmm. there's grills there. There's everything else so that we don't have to. Maybe there's like a clubhouse or, you know what I mean? So we can meet there and do things there if we don't want to entertain in our homes. And then our homes don't have to be as massive. Right. You know? Um, so just create around community. If you can't tell, I love community. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, but, you know, I grew up in a big family. So <laughs> it is what it is. And you, and you grew up in a big family in a different way. Y'all was all in Granny's house all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't like your brothers and sisters, but damn it, they might as well have been. Right. Um, and so that's what we love. So that's what I want to re- uh, replicate. At the end of all of that, I probably still have close to $400 million. Mm-hmm. That $400 million is what I play with as far as investments, as far as that generational wealth. Mm, okay. Right? That's what I get into the put this here, diversify and make the money, make money mm-hmm. so that we can continue to pass it down. And the $1 million a year I can do anything with. I can do every business venture I want to do. Yeah. I can. The The hard thing about not working is that, that we, that we also have community from work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. And that's, that's what or you no, had. Okay. So I was thinking like, Oh man, I would move to the Pacific Northwest and everything else. But I'm like, Yo, how will we make new friends? Because I make a lot of new friends with work. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a tough part. But here's my thing is I don't, I wouldn't have purpose just sitting around every day. Yeah, you so, wouldn't sit though. You know you, you wouldn't sit. No, I wouldn't. But also like I would want the flexibility to be able to do whatever I want. Like if I want to go kayaking at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, I can right. do that. But also, I want to make an impact. So I think that my dream, if I had, if I could do anything I wanted and not worry about money, obviously, I would want to spend time going places and seeing new things. But I would also want to be a pillar for my community and make an impact on other people's lives because I that is my calling in life. And so wherever we were... And I think that it's hard because I don't necessarily know like where I would want to put roots, but wherever we were, I would want to create some kind of like nonprofit organization that helps the people of the community. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, I, and like, that would be, that is my, that would be my dream job. Mm-hmm. I feel Quote unquote job. Right. I just want the flexibility to like, I don't want to have to go to work at eight in the morning and then leave at five. Like I want to be able to take the kids to school, 
you know, work out whenever I want to exactly. work out, come home and you know how, like how it feels when you work from home, even though you're working from home, mm-hmm. that's the feel I want right? of that flexibility. I still would like to do work and be around other people. And right. I also want to get back to community in different ways too. Like I would like to have, I would like to live by a neighborhood also though, to where I had so much land that I was doing, but like all of my energy would be not to say that we wouldn't have like gas and stuff like that. This is not like a, Oh my gosh, we just figured out that Corey is uh, the Green New Deal. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> my point is, if I had the the means to be able to harness energy, you know, like clean energy that is I don't have to dig for. So it, whether it be wind, water, or solar, and put it back into the grid, or give it to people, so that I could a neighborhood one. Imagine getting your um, imagine getting your your electric bill. And it's typically like $300 or something, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then you get it back in one, like for, you're like, damn, why is it only $47? And then from then on, like you're only paying $47. You're like, what the heck? Yeah. Right. Okay. Cause Corey like had energy that he's using for his like place, but also he, he built some so that he can give back to the people. That's an interesting, I wonder how that would work. Well, they do it all the time. You, if you have like solar stuff, you can put the, the energy back into the grid. Mm, okay but they but then again but here's the thing they capitalism is so wild that the companies are still gonna get paid in a you know what i'm saying right either way if i can take if you went from paying 300 a month to 47 dollars a month so you're saving money i'm giving you money every single month i'm giving back to my community every month i'm taking a burden off the shoulder just a little bit more mm-hmm. without it looking like what it may normally look like which is i gotta come give you money i gotta do a turkey drive or you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of ways to give back to your community that don't involve you being front-facing right because sometimes when you become front-facing people start to see you as oh you want glory and that's not ever what we want like i know mm-hmm. your heart you don't want the glory right we just love community we love people mm-hmm. and so I love to be behind the scenes. So the way that I would give back to people would always be things that they probably wouldn't even know that I'm doing. That's fair. That's fair. And they should be like, they would see the effects, may not necessarily even notice the effects. But down the line, you know, I just want when at some point in their life, when they're like, oh, I wonder how this happened. They see, they see the Middleton Foundation or something like, yo, who is this? And Oh, this person affected my life and I never knew this person. They helped my my life. And in, even in a roundabout way, somehow brought me a little bit more joy for, and less stress. And I never shook this person's hand. I've never went to one of their events. I've never listened to his podcast. I've never saw a video that he did. None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he did that. Like, to me, that's the ultimate gangster. I love that. Yeah. That I love cool. that. Like, I love, and I'm sure somebody's doing that right now. So shout out to anybody who is, but that's the way I would be giving back to the community. I feel that. I feel like you're more front facing. Yeah. That serves you better. Not serves you, but meaning like it serves you, but I think that it fits you better. Like that's yeah. who you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm alignment. I like to do everything behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely front facing. Like I want to be face to face with people. Cause I like to see the bit. This sounds, it kind of sounds selfish selfish but i do like to see the the benefit of what i'm doing you know like the gratification right do you like i don't think it's selfish um but 
do you feel with the money, right? So we're talking about, this is what this whole episode is about. Do you feel like if you were to have that amount of money, do you feel like you would you would be responsible for other people? Is that why you would want to do this charitable work? Yeah, because like, who am I to have seven hundred million dollars? <laughs> okay, you are not like other rich people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm not a rich person. Right, so, so, and I think that that's the issue with people that win the lottery. Is like most people that w- that are playing the lottery that are that win the lottery are not like well-off people you know i mean and maybe that's just my purview but that kind of money is a whole different lifestyle that you didn't even know was possible Mm -hmm. and so you don't know what you don't know right so like i'm not going to be you know in the Hamptons every, cause that's not me. And right. I would also feel like I didn't fit in. Like I would have su- imposter syndrome yeah, is what it is. And I would not fit in with other rich people. No. And that's the thing. Sometimes I, I feel like I don't even fit in with like the middle class Dallas, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. me too. Me too. I, 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 and not that in a way that it, it's, I think it's too different for us too. Right. I think that for you, Here's the here's the funny part. We talk about this all the time from being, um, you know, married, mm-hmm. right? And we when we talk about like privilege, um, I'm a black male, you are a white woman, and we have these conversations and we talk about how our lives were similar but also very different. Mm-hmm. And some of the, I grew up with a lot of the things that you you saw rich people have, or you thought yeah. like, oh, this person had money, yeah. Uh, even though we weren't like, I'm not from wealth at yeah. all. Like we were very much so middle class. But I didn't, we lived a good life. Right. I, I cannot lie about it. I will not lie about it. Like, I didn't grow up poor. I never had to worry about what the next meal was. I typically always had AC. There were some times, you know, it was Texas, so sometimes the grid goes out and everything else happens. But, you know, I grew up in a house. You know, I never had my own room because I had a lot of brothers and sisters. But I had my own clothes and I got new clothes every year. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And then we talk about how you grew up and it's vastly different. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the imposter syndrome and how we view Dallas is even different. Yeah, for sure. I see Dallas as a, like, the thing and where I don't fit in is that there's a bunch of people in Dallas who want to flaunt their money that they don't have. Yeah. And I don't like that. I think you see Dallas as like, what do you see Dallas as? And why you don't feel like... Well, I just think that I place value in different things. Like, and then sometimes I have imposter syndrome because I'm like, I didn't grow up with money and a lot of, and you say like flaunting money they don't have, where I see it as just like flaunting money. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know? Right. So I'm like, oh, I don't drive a BMW. I don't drive a Lexus. I don't drive an Audi. I don't like, I drive a Chevy Equinox. And that's very, in the area we live, it's all Range Rovers, BMWs. Yes. You know, it's all high end, all high end luxury cars. vehicles. Sometimes you don't even hear them pull up on you. And I'm like, oh. And then I work in Uptown. And Uptown is like the very nice mm-hmm. area with money. And so I'm like, Probably oh. one of the only walkable areas. You know, I'm just thing. like, 
kind of feel like I don't belong because that's not how I was raised. And I'm not by any means struggling now, but I still don't feel like I fit in, you know? Yeah, because it's the mindset that you grew up with, you know. And I feel like sometimes that um, the people who have the money struggle with the aspects of community. Okay. Of like being around other people yeah. and like that aspect, right? So when you have nothing, okay, this is a this is a, a good point to bring this up. So um, uh, at work we did this simulation one time. This is like last year, and um, basically it was a, um, you know, they. I don't want to get too far into details, but basically they put all these people into these two separate like big groups. So it's like maybe eighty of us. They split us forty forty. And they gave us instructions about these chips that they would give us, right? In like these social classes. Well, basically, they said if you trade these chips with people, we'll give you chips. Each chip has different value. And then we'll show you a leaderboard at the end. So your your point was to go to people, talk to people, trade chips, and see if you can come up with like, you both have to agree on a trade. At the end, they will show you a leaderboard. Based on the leaderboard, they put you in a group. Mm-hmm. The groups were able... The different groups had different things. The The highest group was able to start making rules for the, the all the other groups, mm-hmm. right? So to us, they were like the high, the, the high class people. Right. So then it started to be that you started to see people, their aim was to get chips to be in the high class group to get the power so to make they decisions. Could, yeah, so they right? can make decisions. I happened to be in the lowest group or what I interpreted as the lowest group um, with the chips off, off of my first draw. And in there, we immediately were like, you know what, y'all? Let's just focus on like becoming the best community. Yeah. What can we do for us? How can we make other people nice? How about we start trading chips for other people? If they say they want to go to the high group, we can pool our chips together and make sure that they go to the high group. Mm-hmm. Let's plot on helping other people. That's what our group did. The group that had no money was thinking about other people yeah, and how we in our group could build morale. We came up with like our own little chant and everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We started building corral. They were doing competition stuff. We were doing togetherness stuff. Yeah. At the end, they said every group can make a rule to lobby to the high class group and then the high class group can make a decision on what they want to do and then make one rule for everybody else. Right? Our rule was diminish the money so that everybody has an equal amount you know, we'll pull our money together and give our money to y'all if y'all can distribute the money evenly to everybody. Socialism. Right? If y'all can distribute the money evenly to everybody. You're going to raise some feathers. Bruh. I mean that. And then we did some other things. You know what their rule was? What? The high class scrapped all of our suggestions and said that all of us essentially had to pay them a tax. Hmm. That's what I feel like. Like the world. Like the world, bro. Yeah. And, and the thing is, this was a simulation for people that I work with. Not to say that the people that I work with are like greedy, but my point is that once you get the money and you're in this like high power situation, it's very easy to see how you can be swayed by the other people just off of how things look, how they are perceived and everything else. When in actuality, my mindset is already here where it's at. So when I get this money, I have to still be what I'm doing. If you see me buy the big house, I'm outside of myself. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, it more money, more problems. Right. It's just, I mean, it's the, it's, and I can't like fault. And, and by no means this was like a slight of any of my coworkers. My point was that was, that was the point of the simulation. Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, you can't really say what you would do with the money because you aren't in that position because 
we all know that the love, the love of money is evil. Like mm. that's because it, I mean, it's only to me, it's only evil because it's, it's something that we use to gain more. Right. right. So it's kind of, to me, it's kind of based in greed. That's why I say the love of money. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to become like my biggest fear with that amount of money is becoming greedy, becoming selfish and becoming like the, like so disconnected with reality right. that you're living in a whole nother world because yes. I, I never want to feel that way because I know where I came from and like you're saying that community. And I think that that's what I would want to pour. That's why I would want to pour my money into wherever I plant roots mm-hmm. because I want every, if I win, I want everyone to win. Or if I'm like doing well, I want to at least help others. Right. I don't want anyone to struggle. Right. And I would like, I don't know. I think that I would like to go meet people and talk to people around the world too. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, like, okay, here's a perfect example. Here's a perfect example. The Donahoe family, I hope that y'all will allow us to talk about this, but this will be a perfect example. We were in Cancun this past week, and um, it was great. We had a great time. I hope you had a great time. Yeah, it was amazing. We had a fantastic time. We met this family there. Um, uh, Dad, a mom, two daughters. Just incredible. It's just incredible people. Truly. Just, just a thousand percent, there's no way that you cannot... Feel the kindness and love that this family exudes. Mm-hmm. Like each and every one of them. Yeah. From the dad down to the daughters, they all like to have just a good time, but they have true kindness. Yeah. In their heart. Mm-hmm. Like everything they do has the intention of just pure kindness. So just a three day experience with them, just being around them three days, automatically made me feel like I I need to be connected to these people for my life, mm-hmm. for life. We need to be sending them Christmas cards. I need to give them child updates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when we go, you know, to, out to where they live, if we're ever in their state, we need to go see them. Mm-hmm. If they're down here, we need to welcome them. You know, like this is a family that I would love to have a blueprint of for my family. Yeah. The, you know, the daughters are older. They're, you know, they're like in college or getting into college. One's in college. I think one's about to get into college. So, um, you know, just even having the family intact and going on a family trip is like, it, that's a huge thing. Yeah. So I would like, if I had the money, Right, like meeting people like that mm-hmm. would make me want to like gift them money as well. I feel like, and you've made an impact on my life, and I know that you've made an impact on everybody else's. Yeah. And out of the kindness of my heart, I don't know if this will help you out of situation. Maybe you want to take the money, flip it, and give it to somebody else. Whatever. But here's two million. Here you go. Boom. Like if I had the money, yeah. Like that's what I would be doing. I'd be in random places meeting people. Hearing their story mm-hmm. and everything else. And if I feel so compelled and so connected, two weeks later, you get a package. What's this? Two million dollar check. For the Middleton family, do whatever I you I love you how know. two million is like your stipulation. Two million, you know, two million. Because two, two million is like, okay, so a million dollars, you know, if you have, let's say you had, you were, you know, you got a, a house that costs 300,000 mm-hmm. or let's say 500,000, you've already paid off 200,000, right? And then you maybe got some debts or everything else. So let's say you got like four hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. If I give you a million dollars, you really only got six hundred thousand. That's true. You know what I mean? That's so true. if I give you two, you one you can clear out whatever you need, and another one you can really play with. Yeah. So that's why I think okay. two is like a good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but shout out to them. But that would that would be something that I would love to do personally. Mm-hmm. And of course, people are like, "Well, that's bias." Yeah, I, I don't care. It is because it's based off of how I feel. But it's always based off of how I feel. Yeah, it's my money to give away. It's my money, and I know right. You. So it's always based off of how I feel. I mean, it's bias that I gave it to my friends. True. You know what I mean? So. Not to say that you know that's not how it should be, but my point is I never want to get to the point where, and I don't think I ever would, I don't see the purpose in, in a lot of things. I don't see the purpose in a lot of, like I would never buy a super fancy car. Never. Yeah. If the car costs over $50,000, I probably wouldn't buy it. Unless know. it was like practical. I like a Tesla. A <laughs> you, okay, a Tesla, I think that was practical though. In, in the sense of if I lived in a spot where I was able to charge up and we lived in a city and everything else and we were... You know, maybe helping lower our carbon f- f- footprint or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's practical. It's a practical amount of money. If we're buying a suburban, them some bourbons be costing a lot of money. Yeah. Because we had a gang of kids. Practical. But I'm not buying like a Bentley or a Maybach or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all of that stuff to me isn't practical. It doesn't make sense. So I'm not doing that. Um. Also. But also like, and that's the thing is I don't really slight people that do because people find value in they different find value. things. Yeah. 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 That's not. That's not what That's not saying. something that gets me going. Cars, I don't care. I don't care that much about that stuff. Like right. a car, I would not. No, clothes, home? clothes, I would not. But even with a home, I would I wouldn't spend a go, lot on a home because I want a place where you can do can gather. Right? Okay, I, but I still wouldn't want to be stupid with it. You know, yeah, like some of these yeah. mansions, I'm like, these are a full estates. Yeah, this is just a dumb amount of stuff that, like, we don't even. I, like the money that I like to spend is I know that there's going to be some joy out of it and use out of it as well. Yeah. No, I would still want it to feel like a home. I wouldn't want it to be like an estate where you don't see the person on the other side of the house for right. three days. Exactly. You know? I don't That's want not, that. No. I'm not Drake. I don't want to. No, no, no. That's too much. But but even for like somebody like Drake, you know, he's probably throwing a lot of parties and there's a lot of people always coming. So that, yeah. that, to him, that maybe that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah. for me, I'll never be there. Um but yeah, I was just spend my money still on things that not only make me happy, but make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I love f- like making films and stuff like that. Just because I have the money doesn't mean I need to spend a money on a $25,000 camera. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can still get a camera that I really enjoy. It's probably going to cost me a pretty penny because these cameras be expensive out here. Mm-hmm. But it ain't going to be $25,000, $50,000 cinema camera that's just going to sit around. I need somebody to operate. Yeah. Um, not going to do that. But... I would love to design something that makes the most sense for us and our loves and joys. Like for you, if you wanted that little, you love coffee. I, you know how I feel about your coffee addiction. You know what I mean? But then Nespresso, you're going to get joy out of and you're going to use the Nespresso a lot. So Listen, y'all. Corey got me a Nespresso for my birthday. I've been wanting one for years, but I don't. I like to spend money on myself, but I don't like to spend that kind of money on myself. Like I'll spend... Okay, well, here's the thing. I'll just like, but you really will. I'll spend like say, thirty here, forty here, a hundred here, but a hundred and fifty plus. I'm like, mm, that's a little steep. I'm like, yeah, but you spend. That money I know, anyway. but all in one place is too much. I don't know. <laughs> is anybody else like that? Like, you'll spend forty dollars at this store, fifty dollars at this store, sixty dollars at this store, but all together, you're like, mm. right, okay, but that's what I, it don't be making sense to me. Make it, it doesn't make sense because then one day of shopping, either. you've already spent three hundred dollars. But if you want $300, one, like one item at $300, you're like, mm, I don't know. I'm like, yo, you're going to spend $300 today either way. I know. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. But that's but how you be doing. So I just did I, that. But, but anyways, you're going to use it. Yes. And I made my first coffee with it this morning. And y'all, if you have been debating getting one, please do. Because 
I felt like I was drinking. I did a double espresso with frothed <clears throat> almond milk and it was phenomenal. That first sip, I think my insides jolted <clears throat> with joy. Like that was the espresso. <laughs> it tasted like I went to the coffee shop down the street. So now it's Caitlin Central Park. Yeah. Caitlin Central Park. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Dang, that's crazy because the questions I had was, is money root of all evil? Should you give back? Do you feel responsible? I feel like we covered all of those things. Yeah. <coughs> However, I also I don't still... Think the, I don't think money is the root of all evil. I think the, the, the love, love of, of it, money right. and like the greed that comes with it is what is evil. Because I think that as, as people, we make enough to get by and we make enough to live a life that is a good life. But once you get more money, you start wanting more things. And so you get a raise. Okay, well, now I want a nicer car or I want this or I want this. Just because you can afford it. Just because you can afford that's it. That's how so you stay you start- broke, though. Exactly. But that's how, like, we as a, si- a society are. And so I think that once you get more money, you start thinking about the more things that you could have. And then you just get yourself into, like, this issue, you know, this problem. And so I think that. The greed and the love of money is what makes it bad. Because I think that there are some people out there with money who you would never know have money because they still, they live such a minimalistic lifestyle. You know, they're still driving a 10 year old car. They are wearing clothes that they've had for forever, but their bank account They're is fat. Fat. And <laughs> you our know? assets are fat, but that's how you're supposed to live. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to live. Like, I mean, that's how I think you're supposed to live. Not to say that you shouldn't, whatever. You got the money, you want to be flashy, you do whatever you want to do. But for me, it's just people start to target you more, I feel like, too, once you start doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the passengers who just got robbed or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it's just to me, the, there's things that's, that I place value into. What? That's another thing. That's a topic for another podcast. Yeah. How, like, should these pastors be showing up with like I 100% think name no. brand stuff? Like, no. should you be preaching in Gucci? And that's another topic for another, another topic podcast. For another, yeah. Um, but either way, I just think that you, especially when you travel, but in general, I don't think you have to show people that you have money. Yeah. Well, okay. You can, but I'll tell you what it means to me. I everything that I ever think about, we're humans and we behave and that's it. That mm-hmm. is one hundred percent what I believe. Right. And we behave typically to fulfill things that we want because we are selfish. Now there is a thing called altruism. It's not to say that you cannot be selfish, but I think to the root we are all have we all have a degree of selfishness. Mm-hmm. And so. When you become flashy and everything else and you do things, not even with your wealth, when you start to do things that say, hey, look at me, when the moment is not about you, I think it speaks a lot about you. Yeah. Why do you want to show everybody your wealth? What do you gain from it? Just think about it honestly. What do you gain from it? And and sit on that. Because if you gain... Something on it that is not tangible. What is that saying about you? Are you truly happy? Because if that thing is taken away, will you still be able to gain um, 
will you still be able to actualize? Will you still be happy? If you didn't have the Maserati, if you didn't have the nice cars and clothes. Well, and something that's a good thought and something that I've been thinking about for the past couple of days with all of the flooding that's happening, happening in like Missouri and Kentucky, I would be absolutely and the fires everywhere. Gosh, we need some rain. I look at stuff and I'm like, I would be completely devastated if I lost everything that I own. But then I think like, why am I putting so much value in the physical things that I have? Mm -hmm. Because I think about it and it just gives me anxiety thinking about losing everything, which like, I mean, that's a fair thought, right? Right. I mean, you put work into it. You spent money exactly. on it. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, as long as you and I and our dogs got out safely, I'm not really losing much, you know? No, exactly. That's the point. And, like, you would look back. Like, I saw that on the news this morning. The woman was like, I've, I've definitely lost everything. But yeah. it's better than losing my life. And, like, that's the... It's not to say it's not going to be sad and I'm not going to be like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dang, everything? We lost everything? Everything. But the thing about losing everything with these tangible things, right? These things we can put our hands on, we can get them back. Yeah. Some form or fashion, we can get it back. Yeah. What I can't get back is you. Yeah. And I saw a guy on the news who was in the flood and he was leaving his house with a laundry basket full of like picture albums. Yeah. Like some stuff, you know, you still want to reminisce. That's like on a plane when they tell you to get a plane, don't leave the bags and people are like getting bags. If I was on a plane with you. And we're supposed to get out and you're trying to open the overhead bin to get your bag. I'm literally punching you in the back of the head. <laughs> you're not about to risk my life for your MacBook and your backpack. Right. No, but that's what I'm saying is like the things that matter are the memories, the photos, the it's not your coffee maker or your right. computer or your TV. Right. You Which know? is why I think it's so great that we have like, we can digitize things in our age Yeah, because some of those things, you know, you can upload to like a cloud where you're never going to That's lose true. them. You know, like it, okay. The physical aspect of it was, you know, burnt up, but we're never going to lose those things. That's true. But some documents, you know, they are important. That's why you're supposed to keep them in a fire safe case and everything mm -hmm. else, but everything else will be able to get back. But can you imagine? Oh my God. If the plane was on fire or something, we're supposed to jump out the exit and you're like, oh, I got to get my bag up. No, I would literally punch you in the back of the head. Yeah. Legitimately assault you because you wanted to get your, your, your backpack. Well, I'm not doing that because I don't travel with anything that's worth much anyways. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like if you had the bag that was under your seat. Yeah. I, okay. I get that. If you had to open the top bin to pull down your thing, because then you're going to set precedent for everybody else. Oh, I got to get mine too. Punch them. Punch them. Punch them in the back of the head, in the medulla oblongata. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and if you have to, knock them out and drag them out with you. Do not put my life at risk for your material things. Yeah. You can get your material stuff back. True. I'm very sorry that we have a loss of it, but you can get it back. So we have insurance is what you're paying into. Okay, so... You want to play a game? Let's play a game. All right, here we go. So as we do all the time, um, we're going to talk about some industry terms. Let's see. You've been 50-50, you know, batting 500. So let's see if you keep the keep the streak. This time I might give you three, but I'm going to oh give gosh. you two. Okay. Because I feel like the first two, they kind of make sense. So here we go. In the music, music, in the movie industry, what does pullback mean? Pullback. 
when you pull back from a scene so you can take in the whole thing. Jordan phase back, swoosh, and that's Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. In opposition, what is push in? Push in. So say you're at a wide angle and people are having a conversation. You really want to push in to see the facial expressions, to see the emotion coming off this person, or maybe the finer details. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Two for two. See, that was too easy, right? Yeah. Those, I feel like those, those were, were too easy. easy. I'm about to say. Good. Well, good job on them high fives. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Bam. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, we call it pulling or push and pull or whatever like that. Uh, it's a camera technique. So if you're pulling out, you, you want to essentially show more context and mm-hmm. more stuff with the shot. Uh, you see this a lot, like on what we call dolly shots or whatever, or somebody's talking and um, they try to do this to relay a lot of feeling. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you're on a close up of somebody, but the conversation that they're having is making them feel like they're kind of alone in the space. You might slowly be pulling the camera back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that to you, you can tell and feel that they are alone. Right. Or in, in opposition, let's say they're um, having a tough conversation to where they're feeling like boxed in because the person, you know how like the lawyers, when they ask you like six questions in a, in a row mm-hmm. and they're like, he's badgering the witness or whatever. Right. right. They'll push in on that shot because yeah. it's supposed to make you feel you know, claustrophobic. Like, like I can't go nowhere. Yeah. I'm getting boxed in. Like, oh my gosh. Isn't it cool? cool that like camera movements and angles make you feel things yes this is why cinema is so great this is why film is amazing yeah and composition is amazing i can move a camera in a way to tell the story with the dialogue and make you feel a certain way it's awesome one of the one of the most famous push-ins ever shout out to shark week was in jaws I'll, i'll post it on um on the IG and everything else where they, he saw the shark. He's on the beach, but he saw the shark mm-hmm. and he, they push in and it's pretty cool. Cause they use the optical. I mean, uh, um, they use a, uh, golly, what is the name of the lens? Oh, I can't remember the name of the lens. Anyway, they use a certain lens and they push in at the same time as they, they change something else. So it really feels disorienting. Mm. Right. It's like, wow. And then, push, and then it's like, anyway, it's really cool. I'll put it on there. But, you feel how he feels in the moment. Yeah. Where he just feels like the breath is taken away from me. I'm disoriented because I just saw this huge shark and it's probably about to eat up everybody or, you know, whatever that Jaws mm-hmm. was supposed to be portraying. So good for you. Your batting average has went up. Thank you. So you're doing good on this trivia. For those Thank who are you. doing good on the trivia here as well, shout out to you. People be texting me like, yeah, I got them both this time. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's lit. And if you partake in the daily movie trivia on our TikTok or IG, shout out to you too. Every day from here on out, I will be Every posting uh, movie trivias of, I'll play a clip, you guess the movie. I have been thinking that they're probably going to be tougher. They have not been. <laughs> okay. Apparently people are just as addicted to movies as I am mm-hmm. and can spot a movie off of a clip. Off of, you know, I'll play 10 second clips and I'll be trying to find clips that aren't like, Famous clips? I know. I didn't think that people would get um, contact. Me either. And they ate that one up. They were like, this is the, this is easy. Yeah. This is off the top. And then even with Lake Placid, I didn't want, I wanted to play a scene in Lake Placid that didn't seem like it was like really pertinent to the, yeah. yeah. And they were like, this is one of my favorite movies. I'm like, dang, bro. I really got to play something that like, 
where there's no characters and it's just a dog running through a scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember yeah, when I Twister, see. when the, jo- the dog is running up the house, when the house had fell? Mm-hmm. I got to play like that little clip right there and hope that, you know, oh, it's That's Twister. True. I remember this. Like, it got to be something stupid. Um, like, I'll be remembering stuff like, uh, I smell pepperoni. Like, I got to play something like that. <laughs> I'm tired of you. <laughs> Corey remembers the most minute details of everything and then quotes them. <laughs> like, he'll watch a show and then find one funny part that has nothing to do with anything. Like, I smell pepperoni. <laughs> and he thinks it's so funny. And he oh will quote God. that. That's from Bernie Mac, meaning that he probably saw that clip 15 years ago. <laughs> I smell pepperoni. But listen... Um, and so every time I hear or smell pepperoni, that's all I ever think about. There's one time though, this hot nose bad. Shout out to my boy Luis. One time he was like humming a song, right? I guess he had watched Birdie Mac the night before. So the the tune got stuck in his head. Mm-hmm. I said, You were watching Birdie Mac, huh? He said, How you know? And he was just humming it like in my office or whatever. So it's not like we were actively watching Bernie Mac. Boom, boom, boom. I, exactly, kind of like that. Uh so I'm like, You've been watching Bernie Mac, huh? He was like, How do you know? I'm like, bro, that is what you're humming is from Bernie Mac. And he was like, for real? And I'm like, bro, I'll tell you Zach episode. I'll tell you what Zach's part. I was like, remember the part where they um, they essentially quit on Uncle Bernie, said, Uncle Bernie said, it's my house, my rules. So they went in the backyard. Mm-hmm. They built a tent in I the backyard and said, we're going to stay in the backyard there. So Uncle Bernie, in classic Uncle Bernie fashion, started trying to pick them off one by one. Mm-hmm. Going outside, cooking ribs. You know what I'm saying? So they yep. can smell the ribs. Turn it on the... Jordan uh, folded. Yeah, Jordan folded. Turn it on the, uh, the 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 sprinkler system, you know. Got to, hey, dry season, got to gotta water the lawn. Mm-hmm. Then getting ice cream. This was the uh, this is the part. So when they you go outside, they look in. And, uh, baby girl went in to go to the bathroom, right? But she didn't come back. So they were like, where baby girl at? Baby girl at? She said they got to go to the bathroom. Jordan said, I don't know. Maybe she got her numbers mixed up. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, he goes, looks to the window. Baby girl is sitting on Uncle Bernie's lap. They both eating ice cream, watching like this like cartoon program. The cartoon program it was the music that was playing in the background. That was the music in the background. So, very subtle. No real plot to the Why episodes. do you remember that at all? I have no idea. But he was humming that. Then I was like, bro, you've been watching Bernie Mac. That, that was that part of that episode. Your brain is incredible. I have no idea. But it is incredible. That's why I love it. That's why I hate that at some point I'm going to develop CTE. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> stop. Okay. And on that note. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. On that note. If you're watching Bernie Mac. If you're watching Bernie Mac. <laughs> and I ask, are you still watching? Always press next. See y'all next week. Bye, y'all.